This podcast is a production of Phoenix Media. Explore more episodes of this show and other great shows on the Phoenix Media Podcast Network by visiting phoenixmedia.us. The views expressed do not necessarily represent those of the company or its advertisers and may contain language that's unsuitable for younger listeners. Thank you for tuning in to Silver Age Heroes Radio Theater. I'm your host, Christian Phoenix. Now, growing up as a comic book fan of the 80s and 90s, I've always been fascinated with how storytellers translated these iconic heroes from the page to film, television, and radio. Long before we got the big-budget CGI epics we enjoy today, children gathered around their radios to hear their favorite do-gooders come to life with little more than their imaginations and these broadcasts from a time long forgotten. I invite you to gather around your radio for this presentation of Silver Age Heroes Radio Theater. horse with the speed of light, a cloud of dust, and a hearty high old silver, the Lone Ranger. When the rich grazing land of Texas was open to settlers, it brought wealth to many, but the honest ranchers found it hard to protect their property from outlaws and cattle rustlers. It was then that the masked rider of the plains rode in the cause of justice. Astride his great horse, Silver, he fought crime and criminals throughout the western United States, and no man did more to bring law and order to the frontier. And now return with us to those thrilling days when the West was young. From out of the past come the thundering hoofbeats of Silver. The Lone Ranger rides again. Come on, Silver! Someone's waiting for us in Crow Valley! Nestling at the foot of the High Ridge Mountains, Crow Valley was large and fertile enough to support half a dozen prosperous ranches. One of these, 
The Lazy M was owned by Bill Owens, an old-time cattleman who had been the first to settle in the region. We see him now with his foreman, Utah Simpson, who had been in Bill's employ for more than 20 years. They are riding near the edge of the valley in the shadow of the towering hills. By the great horn, too, Utah. If we don't get evidence against that fellow this time, we might just well give up. Uh-huh. But I ain't hoping for much. I got a notion Nate Finch is plenty smart. Smart? I've been missing more critters in the last three years since he come here than in the whole 27 I was here before. You needn't tell me. I know. Utah. Huh? There's been Hoffman here. Oh, there. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Take a look there. And over there. By golly, someone was here sure enough. And them pets weren't made by engines, ponies, neither. The horses made them was plenty hefty. Oh, wait. Yeah? Them tracks lead over to them trees. And they're mighty fresh. Maybe... We're going to take a look, see. Get up, there. Get, get up, up, get up. Get up, get on. Maybe them tracks wasn't made by rustlers. But the shore is made by strangers. And any strangers around these parts now have got a plenty to explain. Uh-huh. Hey. Did you hear that, Bill? A horse from close by. Keep your six gun loose. Come on, boy. Get up. There get we up. are. A masked man. And a redskin. Hey, there. Yes. Ice your hands, mister. You two, Indian. Put down those guns, Bill Owens. Whoa, 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 whoa. Ah. Say, just how come you know my handle? I've been expecting you. What's that? I heard about the meeting the sheriff's called. I knew you'd be coming this way, so we waited for you. Well, I'll be doggone. Maybe you are, stranger. But you ain't going to get nothing, because we got the drop on you. I'm not an outlaw, and I didn't plan to hold you up. Yeah? All we want is some information. Well, information comes cheap enough. Just what kind you hankering after. You've been losing cattle, haven't you? You didn't have to come to me to learn that. Everybody knows it. And everybody knows I ain't the only one losing cattle, neither. Yes? There's Mike Pearson, Judd Braley, and all of us having critters stole. Except Nate Finch. And you think Nate is responsible for your losses, is that it? I wouldn't put nothing past that low-down blowhard. It stands to reason he's got something to do with it. There was nothing missing until he bought out the Circle G three years ago. And out of the six outfits in the valley, his is the only one that ain't been bothered. You've told him you suspect him? We've told him a plenty, and all he does is laugh at us. He said if we can't prove nothing, to leave him alone. The ornery coyote. I can't understand why, if you suspect him, you can't prove your suspicions. You've sure tried hard enough. He's just too slick for us, I reckon. He's taking your cattle. What do you suppose he does with them? Hmm, the fellow that can answer that question can write his own ticket. Yes? There ain't but one way for cows to be took from the valley... And that's by way of Soulpipe Pass. There's no other possible way? None at all, mister. And we've had the pass watch so blame careful. Them critters would have to sprout wings and fly across to get by without our seeing them. Couldn't they be taken through the mountains? Sure they could. And by the time you got through, you'd have one cow out of ten left. And that wouldn't pay a rustler his wages. They couldn't be changing the brands, could he? Stranger, we thought of all them things long before you come here. And if Nate's got one critter with a blotted brand, I ain't never seen it. Then what's the idea of this meeting this afternoon? Well, we got to do something. We're going to ride from one end of Nate's range to the other. And if we find trace of anything at all crooked, he's sure going to have to explain. I see. Any more questions you want to ask? I think that's all. Then I'll ask some. What's the idea of that mask? I can't explain that. You don't talk like no outlaw. But I never saw an honest man that wanted to hide his face. Yeah, and what are you so all-fired interested in the rustling for? I want to help you. (laughs) Maybe you do, and maybe you don't. But I can tell you this, stranger. You needn't think you can figure out what we can. We live here. We savvy this country. And if Nate can fool us, he sure don't have to worry about no outsiders. Both you and Nate may be surprised. Well, I ain't saying I don't hope you're right. I just don't think you are, that's all. Come on, Utah. Yeah, we'd better be moving along. Perhaps we'll meet again. Maybe. And if me and Utah here said anything to get you mad, don't pay no mind. 
You'd be mighty suspicious of strangers, too, if you'd been losing cows for close to three years. Yes, I believe I would. Hurry up, Bill. We've got business to do. And if there's any chance of getting evidence again, Nate, today, I want to be there when it happens. Get back. Get, Get up, back. though. Bill Owens and Utah Simpson joined the sheriff and their friends, and a systematic search was made of Nate Finch's range. Men had been stationed at the pass to make it impossible for Nate to move stolen cattle while the hunt was going on. But still, they had little hope that they would be successful. See any sign of a blotted brand at that bunch, Mike? Not a sign, Sheriff. Nate never used nothing but a stamp brand on them critters. And if they ever wore any other brand but the Circle G, I ain't able to find it. I reckon be this way. Anybody that gets the best of Nate has got to be plenty good. Then let's get on with it. We ain't done yet by a blame side. Get up there. Get up, get up, get up. Get up. Circle G's. I'm just about ready to give up. But I ain't. Maybe Nate figured the safest place to keep that wrestle stock was right where he wouldn't think we'd have the nerve to keep it. Yeah? And where'd you say that'd be, Sheriff? In his own corrals. Uh, Come on. Get up, get up, that one. Come on. Get up, get up. Sheriff, looks like that guess of yours was wrong, too. There ain't no Russell cattle in these corrals. And what in blazes happens to them critters? Now you're asking something. Just look at the way things are. You fellas have all had your cows stole. The rustlers started about the time Nate bought the Circle G. Now, cows can't be took across the mountains, and they ain't been took out by the way of the pass. And yet, by darn, there ain't a critter with a blotted brand on this range. I was just thinking, Sheriff. Yeah? Maybe Nate ain't to blame. Maybe somebody else. One of us right here started stealing when Nate came, figuring he'd be the one that'd be suspicious. Yeah, that might be. You're loco. I know every one of you fellas, and there ain't a one of you I wouldn't take my hope for straight. I'd have said the same, Bill, but I don't know. Here comes Nate now. Wants to know what we're doing here, I bet. Who gave you fellas permission to come on my place? Now look here, Nate. I'm asking you a question. I want a straight answer. I can tell you what they're doing, boss. <laughs> they're looking for the cows they think we stole. Is that it? And what if it is? Just this. I'm getting tired of you fellas saying I'm crooked. If I'm crooked, prove it. If you can't prove it, keep your mouth shut. Why, you... And that goes for you, Bill Owens, like the others here. And maybe a bit more. Yeah? You're the one that's been doing most of the talking. And I ain't standing for it. I'll say what I please, when I please. You do, and you'll stop late. Why, you blasted polecat. I'm twice your age. But I'm still twice the man you'll ever be. I'll you'll do what? He's got a gun on you, Bill. I'm the law here, and you... And you'll take your parts and get out of here. You won't come back less than I tell you to. Be a meal keeping covered, boss. Now get. You're going too far, Nate. And right now you're going fast. We might as well, Sheriff. We don't want no shooting till we get evidence. Yeah. But I'm telling you, Nate, we'll get that proof one of these days. And when we do, you'll hang. Come on, you dog. Yeah, get up, get up, So they still can't figure it out, eh? Boss, we got them fooled and they'll stay fooled. Now, there ain't a one of them fellas that'll ever solve you that scheme you thought of, Nate. I'm wondering. What about? They'd have given up by now if it hadn't been for that old fool of a Bill Owens. Yeah, he's the one that's been keeping them stirred up all right. But there ain't nothing we can do about that. There ain't. You thought of something, boss? <laughs> I was just thinking it might do some good to have Bill jailed. Jailed? Jailed. 
And if I figured mighty wrong, I know just the way to do it. <laughs> Listen here, fellas. I'll tell you what I got in mind. For the next three days, the situation remained unchanged. The ranchers, disappointed in their final effort to place the blame for the rustling on Nate Finch, went back to their work. On the fourth day, old Bill Owens sat in the Lazy M bunkhouse talking with his foreman. I reckon we're licked, Utah. That's what I've been thinking right along. When rustlers get too slick for a couple of old hands like you and me, it's about time we quit calling ourselves cattlemen and start the sheep raising business. Yeah. I've always said... Sounds like we got company. Wonder who in blazes tears. Looks from here like it might be the sheriff. The sheriff? So you don't suppose he's found out anything, do you? Not a chance. They probably just stopped by for grub. Howdy, sheriff. Howdy, Mike. Come on in. I don't want no trouble, Bill. Huh? Gee, you fellas look like you just lost your best friend. What's ailing you? I'm arresting you both. You are... Say, you're loco. I never thought you'd turn crooked, Bill. Crooked? You call Bill crooked? Why, you must be crazy in a breed on marijuana. I'm arresting you for rustling. Now, look here, a joke's a joke, This but... ain't no joke. No. We just found 20 of my cows with your brand on them. They've been worked over with a running iron. No. I reckon we don't have to tell you about it, Bill. But I don't savvy this. I got I... it figured out now. There wasn't a fellow in this valley that was more trusted than you. You could take critters with blotted brands out of the valley, and nobody would look them over close enough to find it out. They was too busy suspicioning Nate Finch. Where'd you find them cows you say we stole? Right on your range. And... And you fellas all us claim to be my friends. It's the other way around, Bill. It was you that had us fooled. Come along, Bill. You too, Utah. You dang digits. I ain't gonna argue. You can't arrest Bill. Take me if you wanna. But there ain't a square fella in this valley than him. We're taking you both. Why, you... Never mind, Utah. We'll go along. I... Well, when folks that have been your friends for years quit trusting you, then it don't matter much whether you're in jail or out. We're going with you, Sheriff. But someday you will find out this is the biggest mistake you ever made. The curtain falls on the first act of our thrilling Lone Ranger drama. Before the next exciting scenes, please permit us to pause for just a few minutes. Ooh, yeah, let me tell you something right here, aha! It's the Loot Crate subscription box, yeah! With an exclusive loot on surprises delivered to your door every month! Just pick up your favorite geeky genre, daddy! <laughs> From the original Loot Crate, the Loot Crate DX collectible boxes, dude! Cowabunga! To the Loot Gaming video game box! Woohoo! Wowzers! With crates starting as large as eleven ninety nine per month, those are backs just about for all collectors. To get your geek on, head over to phoenixmedia.us forward slash loot crate and claim your exclusive offer. That's f-e-n-i-x media dot u-s forward slash loot crate. Great Scott! Snap into a loot crate, it. You're tuning in to Silver Age Heroes Radio Theater, presented by Phoenix Media.
fiery horse with a speed of light, a cloud of dust, and a hearty high of silver, and the Lone Ranger. Now to continue our story. Bill Owens and Utah Simpson, who had been accused of cattle rustling, were arrested by the sheriff and taken to the county jail. We see them in their cell that same evening. Utah, when the sheriff say court's going to set? He looks for the judge to be here in about three weeks or so. <laughs> Golly. Who'd have thought that 30 years of honest ranching could land a feller in jail? Uh-huh. And who'd have thought that folks who was your friend for most of that time would be the ones to jail you? You sound like you're forgetting you're in jail just as sure as I am. I ain't forgetting nothing. And mostly I ain't forgetting that you've been my part and boss both for a blame long spell. Well, we've had our share of good luck, Utah. And we'll show them we ain't afraid to take the bad. What is that? I didn't hear nothing. Mm, I reckon I just imagined it. Now I heard it. Come from the window. Let's have a look. Yeah. Anybody out there? Remember me? It's the masked man again. Where'd you come from? I was at your ranch when you were arrested, Bill. Say, was it you that called your horse Silver? Yes. By God, you wouldn't be. Oh, but shucks, I reckon that ain't possible. Who wouldn't he be, Bill? I was just thinking of another fellow that's got a horse called Silver. Bill, I may be able to get you out of jail. Yeah. You mean break us out? That wouldn't help you. I will if everything else fails. But I think there's another way. I don't know what it'd be. To prove you innocent. Innocent? You ain't got a chance. Them cows Mike Pearsons that was found on my place is all the proof the law's looking for. When I spoke to you before, I asked you some questions. In a fine lot of good they done you. I have another to ask you. Stranger, me and Utah sure appreciate what you're trying to do. But you're up against a proposition that's too blame tough for you. But answer the question anyhow. Well, if it'll please you, it won't hurt us. Have you or any of the other ranchers ever searched the valleys and the mountains for your stolen cattle? Why would we look there? Of course we ain't. I told you there ain't no way to get cattle out except through the pass. You could hide a million cows in them mountains. But it wouldn't do you no good till you got them to market. I think you've overlooked something. Yeah? What's that? I won't tell you now in case I'm mistaken. But I'll soon put it to the proof. You talk like maybe you've got some scheme. Perhaps I have. Bill... Is there anyone among the other ranchers who still believes in you? That's a funny question to ask. I had to get in touch with someone who'll be willing to help you out. Well, I don't know. Bill, how about Mike Pearson? Mike? Why, it's his cows that I'm supposed to have stole. Uh Uh-huh. But I got a notion that nobody'd be more pleased to find out it wasn't so than Mike would himself. But he... Look here, Bill. Mike did what he figured he had to do. You'd have done the same, maybe, if you'd have been in his boots. Well, maybe... But if the masked fella can go to him and show him where you could be proved honest, I bet Mike can jump at the chance to help. Utah, I think you have it. You're darn right I have. Yes, Silver. Say, is that your horse? Yes, why? Then, yep. then maybe you're the same fella I was thinking of all the time. I'm leaving, but don't give up hope. But wait, Come I... On, Golly, Bill, what are you looking so excited about? Utah, that masked fella's on our side. And I'll bet the lazy M and my saddle to boot that the sheriff ain't got no chance of convicting us now, no more than you have of being good-looking. Almost a week went by, and although the passage of time brought the day of their trial near, neither old Bill Owens nor Utah Simpson were worried. In the meantime, Nate Finch was pleased with the success of his trick. We see him now in his ranch house, talking to the man called Lippy. (laughs) Lippy, my scheme worked out just like I said it would. Them two old fools are sitting in jail and folks have quit suspicion in us. <laughs> yeah. It's going to make it all easier for us to get the cattle we want. We never did have no trouble to speak of. Yep. 
But Bill was needing a lesson in here. Uh, where'd Wally go to? I don't know. He said something about some news he heard. He wouldn't say what it was till he'd made sure. Yeah, he told me the same thing. Uh, he ought to be along pretty soon. Where are the rest of the boys? Playing cards in the bunkhouse. Uh-huh. Well, in the morning they... Boss! Boss, listen, listen to this. What's the matter? There ain't nothing the matter. Listen, you call's good news something to worry about. Yeah? Mike Pearson just bought some purebred cows. He did? I heard he bought some, but I didn't want to say anything until they got here. Purebred cows, eh? Now, just a second, Nate. Huh? You ain't going to steal them, are you? And why not? But look here. You do that, and folks are going to figure that Bill and Utah wasn't the rustlers after all. Chucks, what do we care what they figure? Them cows are just what we need. Well, Hold on, Lippy. Yeah? Wally's right. We can use them cows. And even if we do rustle them, that don't prove Bill and Utah didn't run their brains on them other critters. Maybe not. But it's going to make folks do some thinking. Well, we weren't planning on quitting, was we? No, but... Any other places, them fellas sitting in jail. We can lay our hands on some purebreds. A judge can let him go a hundred times, and I won't give it to him. Boss, they're on the Pearson place now. Then we're riding tonight. Tonight? Sure. When you want something, take it before the fellow that's got it can get set to keep it. My system's to strike hard and sudden. And I say the same. Then let's go. Wally, you bring the horses around. Right. Libby, you rouse the boys out of the bunkhouse. Well, if you figure we are. The order, and we are. Now get moving. I'll give the orders, and you will take them. <laughs> Later that same night, the sheriff, the deputy, and Mike Pearson, the rancher, were in the sheriff's office in town. Mike, who claimed to have dropped in only to exchange gossip, seemed strangely nervous. Uh, what time's it getting to be, sheriff? Doggone it, Mike. I wish you'd go on home. I'm getting calluses on my hand reaching for my watch. Uh-huh, but uh, what time is it? It's near 11 o'clock, and it's time I was locking up and going home. Oh, wait, there, there's no hurry. What's well, got into you, anyhow? Mike, you're jumping around like you were sitting in a frying pan. Boy, I, I just feel like company tonight, I reckon. Then find your company somewhere else. I need my sleep. Oh, but Sheriff, you I don't... can talk all you want. Can't keep me here any longer. Well, I reckon it'll be all right for me to go home, too, won't it, Sheriff? Yeah, run along. Doggone it, you can't do this. You don't You got your... something on your mind? No, it's only... Then that we're I... leaving. Well, I... I sure wish you'd stay a while longer. It can't be done, Mike. We're going to go. What the... I was afraid you'd be gone. And I was darn scared you wouldn't be getting here. No, man. Never mind that. Say, what is it? Hey, just a second, Sheriff. Stranger, did it work? It did. Bring all the men you can get and come with me. Mike, what do you got to do with an outlaw? This fellow ain't no crook. And it was on account of him that I was keeping you fellas here. Sheriff, tonight you're going to learn who the real rustlers in the valley have been. Huh? What's more, I think you'll learn why the stolen cattle were never discovered before. Is this fella talking sense, Mike? You do what he says. Don't waste time. We have to hurry. Well, I am want... going to do as I say. Well, how about Bill in Utah? There ain't two sets of rustlers in the valley, is there? They never stole anything, and tonight we'll prove it. You sure of that? I am. Then come on. Hardest thing I ever done was jail them fellas. And if I can find the reason for letting them out again, I'm going to do it. Sheriff, I got a notion the masked fella's going to show us we made same big fools out of ourselves. If he can, that suits me. Hey, yeah? the cafe's still open. You go down there and tell them fellas I want everybody along that can ride a horse. Oh, thanks, Sheriff. And go running. I'm on my way. And tell them to fill their gun belts with cartridges. If we're meeting rustlers, we're going to need them. <laughs> Posse was hastily formed, with the masked man in the lead, raced out of town toward the Pearson Ranch. There, the Lone Ranger waited until he saw a dim glow in the distance. Then he gave the command to ride again, and the posse headed for the hill. That's a fire, ain't it? It is. Tonto said it. Tonto? My friend, come on, Silver! (laughs) 
another fire up ahead. Are we getting pretty deep in the hill? I don't know how far we have to go. These fires will work the way. That engine showing you how to make them. It builds so they can be seen only from one direction. I noticed that. It's the only way we can blaze a trail at night. And I got a notion it's going to blaze some low-down polecats right into jail. Nate Finch and his men, driving Mike Pearson's purebred cattle ahead of them, followed a winding trail that led them farther and farther into the mountains. At last, they reached a broad valley filled with cattle. There we are. A hundred more head. A hundred of the finest cows that money can buy. <laughs> Only we didn't pay no cash. We'll let them pay us cash. There ain't nothing more to do, is it, boss? Hold it, hold it, hold it. I reckon not. Them cows ain't gonna leave the valley now. Then let's be getting back. We can just make it a four setup. Yeah. Boss, what's that? You see something? I ain't sure. Seemed like I'd seen the light, but it was gone before I could be sure. Almost just like some fireflies. Oh, uh, maybe. All right, fellas. We're heading for home. All right. I'm so doggone tired. I can sleep in the sack. Uh-huh, but we... What the... We've been following. We're in blazes. Ain't that a fellow on a white horse? And there's more riders with him. Fire at him. Too plain dark to see good. Him up and we'll shoot the bunch here down. We can't fight all of them. Fire, I tell you. Watch out for the interest. Hey, he's moving. Oh, no, no, no. Thank you. 
story you have just heard is a copyrighted feature of the Lone Ranger Incorporated. You're tuning in to Silver Age Heroes Radio Theater, presented by Phoenix Media. horse with the speed of light, a cloud of dust, and a hearty high silver, the Lone Ranger. of the Lone Ranger's adventures were told and retold around thousands of frontier campfires, and many of those stories have come down to us through the generations. We know that the masked rider of the plains did more than any other man to bring law and order to the early western United States, and that high silver came to be the battle cry of justice. Return with us now to those thrilling days when the West was young. From out of the past come the thundering hoofbeats of the great horse Silver. The Lone Ranger rides again. Come on, Silver! We're heading for Baker City! The masked man and his faithful Indian companion, Tonto, rode slowly toward Baker City. Less than a mile from town, as they were passing a grove of trees, Tonto's horse whinnied nervously and for no apparent reason came to a clattering halt. What? What matter, Pink Horse? Oh, Silver. Oh, oh. Well, that funny thing. Maybe there's a snake on the trail. Mm-hmm. Me not see him, but what? Look over there, Tonto. What you see? <laughs> Maybe wrong, but I want to have a look. Oh? Come. Have you seen anything by the base of that tree? Grass. Plenty torn up. Well, there might have been a fight here, but that isn't all. There. Blood. That's what must have frightened your horse. Uh. Whoever was here tried to cover it up, but he was in too big of a hurry to do a good job. Not right. 
You look. There. On tree. What is it, fellow? Their hair from horse. Yes, black hairs. Someone riding a black horse was here. The horse must have rubbed up against the tree, and these hairs were caught in the bark. Isn't that right? You find anything else, Kimosabe? No. That's all. This may mean nothing, or it may mean a lot. Me think feller get killed. What we do? There's nothing we can do except go on to town. What we do there? Perhaps I've had word there of a shooting. Steady, old boy. Huh? <coughs> Most likely there's nothing to worry about, but it won't hurt to find out. Come on. Get him out the paint same time, the masked man and Tonto were examining the evidence beneath the grove of trees. Three men were standing before the bar of the cafe in Baker City. One was Mort Curtis, a rancher with an outfit 15 miles from town. The second was Clem Sawyer, the town's domineering banker. And the third was Phil Tracy, a gambler who spent most of his time at the cafe's gaming tables. The three men were engaged in what seemed to be a friendly argument. Look here, Clem. What I aim to find out is how you and Phil knew I was figuring to buy that there diamond Jason York brought to this town. <laughs> you didn't have a notion you could put something over on us, did you, Mort? I ain't as easy as that. And from the looks of it, Clem ain't neither. Uh, you two are always trying to go me one better. What you mean, Mort, is that you and Phil are always trying to get the best of me. Now I... That ain't right neither, Clem. It's you and Mort that are staying awake nights to get ahead of me. Well, I put it over on the two of you the time I bought Blackie. That horse of yours? Mm-hmm. He's the best horse you ever seen. He ain't in the same class with that black horse I bought. <laughs> you're both loco. Compared to that horse of mine, yours are just a couple of stove-in cayuses that ain't hardly got the strength to walk to the feed box for a while. You bragging old Hold on, cayuse. hold on. That just goes to prove what I was saying. Yeah? Because I buy me a black horse, you two fellows think you've got to have black horses to beat mine. How about the time I bought me that fancy saddle? You two mavericks didn't waste no time having saddles just like it sent out from Denver. Uh, talk all you want to, Phil, and you too, Clem, but the, if the both of you ain't here to try and outbid me for that diamond old man York brought from Frisco, then I'm a sheeper. <laughs> well, you didn't figure on hogging him for yourself, did you? Say, just who is this fellow York? Ain't you never heard of him? Why, he's the biggest jeweler in the whole of Frisco. Know him, do you? Well, he's never been in these parts before, but I met him once when I was on the coast. Now, why can't we go up and talk to him now, Mort? He's in his room, isn't he? We're supposed to wait for the young fellow that's his bodyguard. Well, ain't that him just coming in? Well, sure it is. Well, what's his name, Mort? He calls himself Dick Leonard. Uh, Dick. Hey, Dick. You want me? We're waiting to see your boss. We heard he's got one of the biggest diamonds ever seen in these parts. That's right. Sure is a beauty. You fellas aim to buy it? Well, one of us does. Come along, then. His room's just at the head of the stairs. Come along, fellas. Why won't he come down? Well, if his cash going to change hands, it ought to be where it's private. But here's steps. Well, I'm declaring myself right now. I'm going to have that diamond if i got to get a mortgage on my ranch from claim to buy it. I ain't so sure I'd loan you any cash. Well, i got cash aplenty. It's all morning, you fellas. If either one of you aims to get that stone away from me, you'll have to bid mighty high. You're two of the most contrary cusses Quiet I... down. Here's York's door. I'll lock you. Let him know we're here. Well, go ahead. He don't answer. Maybe he's napping. That's funny. He don't often sleep during the day. Well, rap again. Yeah. Hmm. He wouldn't have gone out, would he? Said he'd be right here. Maybe you better try the door. 
I don't suppose there's anything wrong, but just... Well, anyhow, the door's unlocked. It can't be so very... Look at there. Well, I'll be... Come here. He's been shot. Mr. York, can you hear me? This is Dick. That won't do no good. He's dead, all right. Really? Take a look there. But who is it? Where's the diamond? Why, uh, he kept it in a little chamois bag in a special pocket he had. Take a look and see if it's there. I'll soon find out. I'll bet it's gone. What else would he have been shot for? Can you find it, Dick? Just a minute. Mort, you better get the sheriff. This is something for the law to handle. I seen him downstairs. I'll have him right here. What'd you find out, Dick? It's gone. The diamond? Ain't no sign of it. The bag's here, but it's empty. What's that under York's hand? It's a piece of paper. Oh, I'll get it. What's it say, Phil? Well, of all the low-down tricks. Put up your hand, you skunk. You, you don't mean... Oh, look here. Don't you accuse me of it. I didn't do it. Reach, Dick. Hush your hands and make it fast. You're wrong. Look here, Phil. I didn't have... Hush him. Take his gun, Clem. I'll take his gun, Phil, but I'd sure like to know what you're accusing Dick for. Get the gun, then I'll tell you. There. Listen, boys, there's a mistake. There's a big Shut mistake. Up. Here, Clem. Have a look at this note. It was written before York died. Mm, let me see it. Writing is sort of scraggly, ain't it? Yeah. It's enough to put the blame on you, all right, Dick. What's it say? I was shot by my bodyguard. That's you, Dick. It's a lie. Let me see that note. So you can chew it up and destroy the evidence, huh? Not a chance. We told you what it says. No, you just keep your hands high till we get the sheriff here. I know York's handwriting. Let me see if it's his. A man don't bother to write in his familiar style when he's dying. Writing don't mean anything. You've got to listen to me now. Better I... save your talk for the jury and the sheriff, Beck. What's all the commotion? Oh, here's the sheriff Mort now. Come in here, sheriff. What I aim to do? What's going on? Hey, Phil. What are you holding your gun and dick for? I reckon we already got the prisoner for you, sheriff. Listen to me. It's a frame-up. I didn't do it. That's what about nine killers out of ten say. It's funny the number of men claim they was framed... So it's Jason York has been shot, eh? There he is, poor critter. Phil has a note. Let me see it. There you are. It tells just why I slapped leather and disarmed Dick Leonard. Hmm. Sheriff, let Shut me... Shut up like you're done reading this. It's evidence, ain't it? I reckon it is. Let me see your shooting iron. Here it is. Thanks, Clem. You can see, Sheriff. The gun ain't been fired. Smell of it, you can prove it. Hmm. Ain't no cartridge just fired. Barrel looks clean. Don't smell a burnt powder. Don't that prove it? That I don't ever... prove a thing. The first thing a smart killer does is to clean his gun and replace the fired shells. We'll take the gun as evidence along with the note. Sheriff, will you let me have a look at that note? Sure. Keep your hands right where they are and look as much as you please. That's you that's mentioned here, ain't it? Yeah, yeah but that ain't York's handwriting. No? No, it ain't. The jury will discuss that angle of it, Leonard. Oh, that dirty frame-up. You can't hang in the strength of that note. You can't. You as well fess up, Dick. Where's the diamond at? Well, how'd I know? Don't know why you wouldn't, being as you killed York to get it. you do best to tell the truth, Dick. Sure, come clean. Tell us where the diamond's hid. The law might go a little easier with you. I don't know where the diamond is. I didn't kill you. I didn't touch that diamond. You can jail me if you remind him. You can hang me. But I won't tell where that diamond is. I can't tell because I don't know. And, and that's the honest to gosh truth. Well, you better come along, Dick. I can have nothing to do but jail you. I, I wouldn't decide on that too quickly. Oh, what Where'd he come from? Mask. Well, I'll be. Stick your hands up, Mr. York. Not so fast. You're all covered. I got a gun on Listen you. Listen, if we have each other covered, drop your gun. I won't. Drop it. You can't squeeze that trigger fast enough. Drop it. Quick. That's better. Now we can talk. Who and Sheriff? I can best explain my being here by saying I'm interested in seeing this murder solved. Then why but arresting that man won't solve it? Who says it won't solve it? He read a note. Anyone could write a note. What does that mean? But it's signed. Is there anything to stop you from signing whatever name you want? Me? Well, Lance, take You can I... write anything. My sakes, mister, don't look at me. I, I don't know anything. If the dead man is supposed to have written the note in this room, isn't it natural to suppose he would have been shot in this room? Who in blazes says he wasn't shot in this room? Now you get out of here and mind your own business. What is there to prove he was shot in this room? What's that? Look around here. Is there any sign of a man being wounded or shot? I don't see any stains. Well, that don't prove it. Hold on, mister. 
I don't know who you are, but it seems you're aiming to find a murderer. How was the man shot? Drilled clean through the heart. He was killed mighty sudden. Mighty sudden, eh? Well, they must have been. And yet you claim he was able to get to that table and write a note and sign his name to it. He couldn't have. Don't you see, Sheriff? That lets me out. That shows the note is fake. It proves that the note don't mean anything. And without the note, there's nothing to accuse me. You know York's handwriting. As well as I know my own. And that note weren't written by him. That's about what I thought. I... Well, you thought what, stranger? Perhaps... Perhaps I'd better keep my ideas to myself. Now, see here, if you're going to bust into this case, you've got to... I have know. nothing to say right now, Sheriff. Suppose you go right ahead as you had planned. Don't let me down. Wait, stranger. Don't leave. We'll meet again, Dick. Don't go. You're the only friend I've got. You're the only one that believes me. Keep your chin up. Now, you hold on. I want to talk to you. Don't try to follow me. That'll get the key out of the door. Sheriff! Don't let him get away. Grab it. I've a cupboard. Now, hold on there. Out of the back way. Why, you not tell the law what you find. I nearly did, she must have it. Now, I have another plan. What? That. We need certain information. But when we have it, Tato, we'll trap the killer. The curtain falls on the first act of our thrilling Lone Ranger drama. Before the next exciting scenes, please permit us to pause for just a few moments. You're tuning in to Silver Age Heroes Radio Theater, presented by Phoenix Media. Now to continue our story. On the strength of the note which accused young Dick Leonard of murder, the sheriff of Baker City, accompanied by Mort Prentice, Clem Sawyer, and Phil Tracy, took Dick to jail and locked him up. Hey, I reckon that'll hold you all right. You're making a bad mistake, Sheriff. Maybe so, but I'll take my chances on that. Sheriff, what we want to know is where he put the diamond he stole. You'll talk before I'm through with him. You heard the things a masked man said. I'll bet Jason wasn't ever killed in that room. You ought to know. How in blazes could Jason have written anything after being shot through the heart the way he was? That ain't for me to say. What's more, I can prove that note wasn't in Jason's handwriting. Yeah? How? By sending to Frisco for other things he wrote. Then you can compare them. Frisco's a mighty long ways off. Then it's one but way... I reckon the judge will be sober enough to hold court long before you could get an answer. I wish I could talk to that masked fellow again. Uh-huh. There's some things I'd like to ask him myself. Sheriff, maybe Dick and the masked fellow was in on the killing together. They might have been. It sure wouldn't surprise me for so. By golly. Huh? Maybe that explains it. Explains what more? Where's the diamond got to? Maybe Dick killed Jason, stole the diamond, then slipped it to the mask hombre. That's it. Sheriff, you got to find that fellow. I'll get a posse together. I'll ride in the sheriff. And so will I. We'll all go. You fellas are clean loco. I'll bet the masked man didn't have more to do with the killing than I did. But that was a plenty. Let's get started, Sheriff. If we don't wait too long, maybe we can pick up the trail. Yeah. Come on. What's that? Look! The masked man again. He was listening to what we said. Then it's just too bad for him. Now we'll get him for sure. The sheriff and his companions tried to follow the Lone Ranger, but the great horse Silver soon outdistanced the pursuit. For the next three days, a posse led by the sheriff scoured the hills for some clue to the masked man's hiding place. They were unsuccessful, however, and in the meantime, neither the ranger nor Tonto had been idle. 
the faithful Indian had made careful inquiries in the surrounding district and brought the information he gathered to his friend. Then there are three men who might have killed Jason York. Uh-huh. That is, if we're right in supposing, we shot near that grove of trees instead of in the hotel. Tonto mm, not think him shot in hotel. Doesn't seem likely. Only Mort Prentice mentioned hearing a shot. He may have imagined it. Mm, not right. Three men in town own black horses. Uh-huh. Mort Prentice, Clem Sawyer, and Phil Tracy. And that all. All three wanted to buy the diamond Jason brought with him. And not a one of them could really have afforded it. That what me here. Mort has had a bad year with his ranch. Uh-huh. There's been talk that Clem's bank is shaky. He might have stolen the diamond knowing someplace where he could turn it into cash. Plenty fellers say bank need cash. And Phil Tracy has had an unlucky streak at gambling. I've heard he's lost thousands. And him, bad feller. The gambler would probably be able to dispose of a diamond easily. What you think about feller named Dick? I doubt that Dick killed Jason. The murderer wrote that note accusing Dick. He certainly wouldn't have accused himself. That's right. And no matter what the sheriff thinks, Jason couldn't have lived long enough to write that note. What we do, huh? Otto, I think we can trap the killer tonight. Mm, that'd be a good thing. Here, Silver. It'll be dark by the time we reach town. Uh, here, paint horse. Yeah. You understand what you're to do, don't you, Tonto? Uh, me? Me, no. Good. Come on, Silver. Get him up, paint horse. That evening, Phil Tracy, the gambler, following his usual custom, went to the cafe where he joined in a game of poker already in session. His luck, however, was still against him. And at length, he pushed back his chair impatiently and threw his cards on the table. Blast the luck. <laughs> haven't had such bad cards in years. Hey, Phil. Hey, Phil. Yeah? A fellow just pushed a gun in my back. Well, what's that to me? And then he gave me that paper for you. Oh, what's that? He said to give it to you right away. What paper? Where is it? Here. What was he? I never got a look at him. He said if I tried to turn around, he'd shoot but maybe he... Well, I'll be... What's it say? None of your blame business. You needn't get mad. Was it bad news, Phil? What are you looking so white about? Can't you tell us what's in it? Ain't the note signed? It ain't signed, and I just said it's nobody's business what's in it. But if I find the fellow that wrote it, I'll fill him full of lead. Clem Sawyer was alone in the office of his bank when suddenly the door burst open. Don't turn around. There ain't no cash here. This isn't a hold-up. But careful. I said not to turn around. Who are you? I've heard that voice before. I've got a message for you. Uh, A message? There. But don't read it until I've gone. Wait. You'll understand when you've read the note. Listen here. That's two of them, Silver, old fellow. Now to call on Mort Prentice. Come on, Silver. had been talking with the sheriff about Dick Leonard's trial for more than an hour. Finally, he said, I guess we can leave everything up to you, sheriff. Good night. Night, Mort. Well, looks like that young fellow is going to hang, sure enough. But Stand I... where you are. Wait, what? Don't the... turn around. I, I'll call the sheriff. Read this. Then I think you'll change your mind. What is this? You'll soon know. Wait, come back here. We may meet again, Mort. Here. Come on, Silver. That's a blame funny thing. 
Who was that fellow, anyhow? And what in blazes is in this paper? After Mort left, the sheriff made ready to lock up his office for the night. But first he went to Dick Leonard's cell. The young man still protested his innocence in the face of the evidence against him. Sheriff, if you hang me, you're hanging the wrong man. The judge will decide that, Dick. She ain't even let me write to Frisco, like I said, to get samples of Jason's handwriting. <laughs> I did that myself. Huh? Yep, I figured if you was bluffing, I'd just call your bluff. And you'll get an answer before the trial? I can't say about that, but it ain't impossible. Well, I reckon maybe I ought to apologize to you, Sheriff. I had a notion you were just trying to frame me for the killing without caring whether I'd done it or not. Well, I got to thinking over what the mask man said, and, and you I... decided he was right? No, not exactly. But he did mention one or two things that might need a little clearing up. Well, uh, a redskin. Huh? You stand still. But what do you... You do what Tonto tells you. He's got you covered, Sheriff. Boy, you only... A key and open door. You can't make me, I... Open door. Careful of that gun, engine. You hurry. <laughs> Just when I was beginning to think that maybe you wasn't guilty, you try a stunt like this. Sheriff, I had nothing to do with the red kid coming here. I've never seen him before. You expect me to believe that? It's the truth. You open door. I am. But you'll pay for this engine. And you too, Dick. You come. Me? Uh-huh. Redskin, this makes you just as guilty as him. You come too. But I tell you, I... We take ride. A ride? Where? Tonto showing you. All right. You got the drop on me now. But I'm telling you, Injun, I'll have you in jail or turn in my star. His work in town finished, the Lone Ranger raced toward the grove of trees where he and Tonto had stopped several days before. Larry dismounted and stood beside Silver. The minutes passed slowly, but he made no move. Then, although he carefully concealed the fact... His ears caught the faint sound of a man's footsteps. Quiet, old boy. Hold it. So you came. Sure I came. But you never figured I'd show up without you hearing me, did you? Perhaps. Let me have a look at you. Well, bless my hide if it ain't the mask, fella. <laughs> I'm right glad to meet up with you again, stranger. Yes? And first I'm going to find out how you knew it was me that killed Jason. Then you're getting the same as he did. You're sure of that? <laughs> I'm holding all the high cards in this game, stranger. I reckon you ain't got no choice but to follow my lead. Go on. Well, speak up. How'd you get on to me? You read my note, didn't you? Uh-huh. It said for me to meet you where the killing took place. And if we could come to terms, maybe you wouldn't tell the sheriff what you knew. That's right. That ain't answering my question. Did you see it happen? Maybe. <laughs> Don't feel like talking, huh? Well, I reckon I'll have a look at what's behind that mask of yours... Then we'll get down to business. Careful. Now, just stand still, or the shooting iron of mine is liable to go off. There. No. Hey, I... Silver! Stop it! Oh, boy! Flash your idea! Drop your gun! I, I let loose! There. Uh, Silver. That horse is a devil! He knows how to handle murderers. Don't shoot me. I, I was just fooling when I said I was going to kill you. I didn't mean it. Now, we'll talk terms. What do you want? Will you give me half of the value of the diamond you stole? Now, look here. Make I, up your mind. I, I, sure I will, stranger. I'll give you half. Just put them guns down. Where is the diamond? Oh, wait till I sell it. I'm I... not trusting you. Where's the diamond? It's, it's out of the ranch. Good. I suppose you tricked Jason into coming here with you, and then shot him and took him back to the hotel. I thought you knew about that. I know most of it. You and me are really going partners? We are, if I take half the diamond. Uh, and then I guess it won't hurt to tell you. Sure. 
That's just the way it happened. Jason thought I was the only one wanted to buy the stone he had. So I said if he'd ride out to my ranch, I'd give him the cash. But you left the cafe by the back way. You must have seen that, too. No, but it was the only way that you could have left without being discovered. Yeah, we went out the back. And after he was shot, I got him to his room the same way. Wrote that note, then joined the fellows at the bar. You need more evidence, Sheriff? What's that? We heard all of us needed, stranger. More Prentice is going to hang. Stranger, you saved my neck for You double-crossed me. Lord, you trapped yourself. But, uh, Tano and I discovered where the shooting had really taken place. But we didn't know who the killer was. But you gave me that note. And I gave notes just like it to Clem and Phil. All three of you own black horses. Blast you! Three men received identical notes. But only the guilty man could have known he was to meet me at this grove of trees. I should have shot you when I first came up. We was watching you, Mort. We'd have shot first if you'd have tried anything. All we was waiting for was a mask man to get you to tell the whole story. I'll get him for this. Mort, you won't get anybody. Because just as soon as you've had your trial, you're going to hang. Oh! you have just heard is a copyrighted feature of Lone Ranger Incorporated. Get this and previous episodes of Silver Age Heroes Radio Theater wherever you get podcasts or by visiting phoenixmedia.us forward slash silverageheroes. Join us again, same bat time, same bat station, for another presentation Silver Age Heroes Radio Theater. Excelsior! Thank you for tuning in to Silver Age Heroes Radio Theater. I'm your host, Christian Phoenix. Now, growing up as a comic book fan of the 80s and 90s, 
I've always been fascinated with how storytellers translated these iconic heroes from the page to film, television, and radio. Long before we got the big-budget CGI epics we enjoy today, children gathered around their radios to hear their favorite do-gooders come to life with little more than their imaginations and these broadcasts from a time long forgotten. I invite you to gather around your radio for this presentation of Silver Age Heroes Radio Theater. horse with a speed of light, a cloud of dust, and a hearty high silver, the Lone Ranger. Western United States is also a history of transportation. First prairie schooners, then the Pony Express, and finally the railroad helped bring civilization to the new country. It was the masked rider of the plains, however, that did most to establish law and order on the frontier. He fought crime and criminals throughout the length and breadth of seven states, and the memory of his deeds will remain as long as the memory of the early West itself. Now return with us to those thrilling days of yesteryear. From out of the past come the thundering hoofbeats of the great horse Silver. The Lone Ranger rides again. Come on, Silver! We're riding east to the railroad! Someone's waiting for us! Hello, Silver! Old Zeke Hackett had once ranged cattle all the way from the town of Hinsdale through Cedar Valley and beyond. In the days of his prosperity, he had befriended numberless men and women who had come to him starving or sick or homeless. But at the end of the days of the open range, Zeke's prosperity faded away. And with his prosperity, the fair-weather friends who had taken advantage of his generosity. In the end, he had been able to retain title only to Cedar Valley and a small strip of land to the westward. And here grazed the shrunken remnants of his once vast herds. We see Zeke now, sitting on the porch of his home with his wife Martha, watching the approach of their nearest neighbor, Duke Bradley, with two of his men. Well, there he comes, Marty, riding up here just as bold as you please. 
And ten years ago, I'd have taken my shooting iron and run him off the place so fast he'd have scorched the air getting away. Times have changed, Zeke. Not for the better, neither. Now, when he gets here, you treat him just as nice as you're able. He don't do to go looking for trouble. Marty, I feel like to bust. Well, you can just hold in that temper of yours. There ain't nobody else willing to give us cash for Cedar Valley right now. Just because Duke's got everybody so blame scared they're afraid to offer anything. I ain't saying that's not so. And if I could only prove my suspicions, I'd be willing to bet every last penny I got that Duke's the fellow to blame for them water holes in the valley being poisoned. Now, Zeke, you have no reason to say that. <laughs> don't need no reason. All us could tell a crook by the way my rheumatics act. <laughs> Won't you ever get over that notion? Well, it's so. I get within ten yards of a crook and... I get taken like somebody's used me for a pincushion. <laughs> I've heard you say that for 40 years. No, I can feel it coming on right now. You behave yourself. Howdy, Zeke. Howdy yourself. Didn't you hear me? Mm. Well, you ready to talk business, Zeke? Oh. Something ailing you? It's them dog-blasted rheumatics. Never did have them so bad before. Well, now, I'm sorry to hear that. Didn't know you was troubled that way. Don't you pay any attention to him, Mr. Bradley. Zeke's just like a big baby with his ailments. You keep still, Marty. So you come to make me an offer for Cedar Valley again, is that it? I heard in town you changed your mind about selling. It wasn't because I wanted to. No? But there ain't no use trying to run cattle where they die off like flies from pies and water. It's just terrible. We've lost half our critters already. Uh-huh. I was afraid of that. Now, if you'd sold out to me before, it wouldn't have happened. Hmm. How much you offering? Well, last time I said I'd give you three thousand. Wasn't that it, Sawbuck? Yeah. yeah. That's why I recollect it, boss. Mm-hmm. Well, taint much, but I guess I. Now wait a minute, Zeke. Huh? That three thousand was for the valley and all the critters in it at the time I made the offer. But of course, you wouldn't expect me to offer as much now, seeing that half your critters have died off since. You? You mean you won't give us three thousand even now? Two thousand's my best price. Oh, my rheumatics is something fierce, Duke. Two thousand's the same as robbery. Why, five years ago, I could have sold the valley and the cattle for thirty thousand. <laughs> this ain't five years ago. Then, then make it twenty-five hundred. Nope. I just give you my first and last price. I ought to... You ought to what? I ought to tell you Zeke, to... don't say anything you'll be sorry for. We need that money mighty bad. But, Marthy, to have nothing left but that strip of land over westward and a little handful of cash. After all we used to have. Oh, it's hard. But we can't hold out longer. <laughs> You're a real sensible woman, ma'am. I just wished I wasn't. But at our age... There, there, no... honey. I'll take the offer, I reckon. That's fine, Zeke. But I just wish I could figure out why you're so anxious to get the Valley Duke. Them water holes will be poisoned no matter who owns them. Well, you see, Zeke, i got to figure this way. Most likely it's something underground seeping in and poisoning the springs. Maybe in time it'll all be washed away. Maybe. You can't afford to wait, of course, but I can you're sure it ain't something else pies in the water? Meaning? Well, never mind. I said I'd sell, and having no choice, I'll keep the bargain all right. <laughs> Your rheumatics ain't so bad you can't get to town this afternoon to sign the papers, are they? Oh, I reckon I can make it. And come on, fellas. I'll be expecting you at Lawyer Winton's office about three. I'll be there. And don't you forget the 2,000. Oh, these rheumatics will be the death of me yet. <laughs> that old fool and his rheumatics. <laughs> All right, fellas, get to your saddles. We're riding to town. Something underground pies in the springs, eh? <laughs> Zeke can't prove no different, can he? Shut your mouth, you two. Get Come up. on, get up there. Get up.
In the meantime, some distance to the east, rumors that the railroad planned to extend its lines westward became a practical certainty. A small group of surveyors started making their way across country with chains and transits. And one day, the lone ranger and his faithful Indian companion, Tonto, rode up to the crew. Hello there. A mask man. Who's over here? Outlaws. What do you want here? We're not outlaws, Jerry. You know my name? You're Jerry Duncan, aren't you? We never met a four that I can recollect. Your superintendent told me about you. Mr. Stanley? Yes. How come outlaws like you know him? I said we aren't outlaws. Not when I became acquainted with him a long time ago. Ah, we help him when him in plenty trouble. Yeah? He told us a railroad would build, and that you'd be in charge of the surveying crew. Blasted, he shouldn't have talked so much. He knew that anything he told us would be held in confidence. Look here, stranger, if that information gets out, it's going to cost the railroad a fortune to buy the land it needs. But we won't repeat what we know. I'm afraid most of the people through here suspect your purpose already. Maybe so. But they ain't so blame sure that they're going to turn down a fair price for the land. Tyler and I have been watching the route you're laying out. From what we've seen, you'll have to go through through Cedar Valley. Yeah. Well, that's a long ways off yet. But it's directly on the way to Hinsdale. <laughs> For all you know, maybe we ain't going to Hinsdale. Maybe we're going to Perryville instead. Stanley said that Hinsdale had been definitely decided upon. Mister, you know too blame much. Either you're an awful good friend of Mr. Stanley's, or you've blackmailed him into saying a lot of things he shouldn't have. Which do you believe? Well, I ain't so sure. You're wearing a mask like an outlaw right enough, but somehow I got a feeling you're different from what you seem to be. Thanks, Jerry. I give you my word that we're to be trusted. But what makes you so interested where the railroad's going? Everybody's interested in that. But I particularly wanted it to go through Seagull's his fortune. You ain't pulling the wool over my eyes. Wait. You polecats. Zeke put me through school when I never had a cent to my name. Put down that gun. And right now I'm paying back part of what I owe him. Men, grab these colors. You're off. You not get up. You We scared him off anyhow. Crooks. All right, all right, men. There ain't no use chasing them. We'll settle them fellas later on. And it sympathized with him when his fortunes declined. Now learning of Duke Bradley's action for the first time, they determined to investigate. We see them at the end of their journey, reining in their horses beside the corral, where Zeke is standing. Who's over fool, none of the people? Zeke! Well, dogs on my hide if it ain't the masked fella in Tonto. <coughs> Been a long time since we've met. Uh, too blame long. <laughs> Tonto, glad see you. Well, Tonto, there ain't so many people that way anymore. I can recollect when I had more friends than I knew knew what to do with. It seems like when a feller's down, they sort of forget about him. I know one who hasn't, Zeke. Yeah? Jerry Duncan. (laughs) Jerry? (laughs) Say, now, there's one of the finest young fellas ever was. Met up with him when he was just an orphan kid. All the sort of felt taught him like I would have if he'd been my son. And he thinks a lot of you... Your friends are his? No, I'm afraid he thought us outlaws. (laughs) Recollect when we first met up. First, I figured you was outlaws myself. Then, when my rheumatics didn't get, get to aching, I says to myself, Zeke, there's a non- The water holes in the valley? He must have. I can't prove it. But, but just as sure as I'm standing here, he did that very thing. And he can't be brought to justice? There's no way at all. But there's something else he can be brought to. Yes? And that's the business end of shooting iron. You, you say here... Wait, when I get Zeke. My... But I... Listen to me. Perhaps there's another way to punish him. I don't know what to be. Oh, golly. Just thinking of that critter's brought on them pains again. You can't fight a man like Duke Bradley with guns. The surest way I know of. No, Zeke. I have still a better plan. Huh? And from what you've told me, I'm sure it'll work. Now listen to me. The curtain falls on the first act of our...
Now to continue our story. A week after Duke Bradley had bought Cedar Valley from Zeke Hackett for a fraction of its true worth, the rancher was talking with one of his men. Well, Lim, <laughs> before the day's over, I'll be banking about forty or $50,000. Will it be that soon, boss? Yep. I heard today that the fellow representing the railroad would be in town to buy up land. <laughs> Good enough, huh? When Zeke hears about it, I'll bet he'll be fit to be tired. I can just see him. He'll be yelping about his rheumatic so as he could be heard clear the next county. We ain't worrying about him. You reckon the railroad will pay that much cash? They'll pay. It'll cost them ten times as much to cut across the hills. Yeah, anyhow, that much. <laughs> I'll be making myself a nice profit. Two thousand a Zeke for the valley... And 500 to pay that fellow in the railroad office for telling us which way the line's going to be built. Golly, and all the rest clear. The best part of it is we couldn't have lost no matter which way the railroad was built. Uh-huh. If they decided to go to Perryville instead of Hinsdale, they'd head to cross that land over to the west as he goes. The surveyors are here. <laughs> going through the valley, eh? But well, they ain't. What's that? The railroad changes plans. Don't look. I ain't. The railroad's not coming to Hinsdale. But I can... It's going to Perryville. Them surveyors are on Zeke land. That western strip of his? Yeah. You, you seen him yourself? No, not exactly. But I heard it in town. It can't be. We ought to see for ourselves. Come on. That's just what we're going to do. I never believed it at first. But even the sheriff said he seen him. If that fellow in the railroad office double-crossed me, I... He might have, figuring you couldn't prove nothing. And figuring if he gave out the wrong information, the railroad couldn't prove nothing either. He'll pay for it if he did. Steady there, bless you. Let's hurry. I'm ready. Get up there. Get up there. Subscription box, yeah, with an exclusive loop on surprises and delivered to your door every month. Just pick up your favorite geeky genre, Daddy. <laughs> From the original Loot Crate, the Loot Crate DX collectible boxes, dude. Cowabunga! To the Loot Gaming video game box. Woohoo! Yahoo! Wowzers! With crates starting as large as $11.99 per month, those are backs just about for all collectors. To get your geek on, head over to phoenixmedia.us forward slash loot crate and claim your exclusive offer. That's F-E-N-I-X media dot U-S forward slash loot crate. Great Scott! Snap into a loot crate, it. You're tuning in to Silver Age Heroes Radio Theater, presented by Phoenix Media. At almost the same time, the Lone Ranger rode swiftly into town on his great horse, Silver, reined in before the sheriff's office, and hurried inside. What the? Don't go for your gun, Sheriff. A masked man of all the blasted You're nerve. going to do what I say. You... I'll explain later. There's no time to waste now. You'll be jailed for Perhaps, this. Perhaps, but right now you're coming with me. Duke Bradley led his men at a swift gallop toward the narrow stretch of land which Zeke Hackett still owned. 
As they approached their destination, Duke saw that the report he had received was correct. Who is it? Who is it? Who is it? You there. You calling me? You heard me, didn't you? Uh, I heard you. I didn't care much about your style of calling either. Don't get smart, mister. Uh, you Shut up, Lim. I'll talk to this fellow. Now, what I want to know is what you and your men are doing over here. What we're doing is our business. But I'm making it mine. Yeah? Let me handle him, boss. Maybe a little gun weapon will do him some good. Anytime you fellas want to start something, I'm willing. Look here. I thought the railroad was going through Cedar Valley. You did, huh? It was supposed to be built to Hinsdale. But this is a way to Perryville. And what if it is? Just this. I own Cedar Valley. I paid good cash for it. But if the railroad's going to Perryville, I won't be able to sell it. Well, now, ain't that just too bad? You... You're Duke Bradley, ain't you? That's me. Well, I heard about the way you cheated old Zeke. You thought you was going to collect big money. But this is Zeke's land, and now it's him that's going to collect. Duke, we ought to fill that fellow in the railroad office full of land. It was him that got you in this place. Serve you right. Oh, Sobek. But I can't. Get back on your horses. We ain't licked yet. Ever since the day Zeke Hackett had spoken to the Lone Ranger, his bitter mood had passed, and his puzzled wife frequently observed the old man chuckling to himself. When questioned, he refused to give his reason, and Martha found her curiosity increasing. We see the elderly couple in the living room of their home. <laughs> For pity's sake, Zeke, quit your laughing to yourself. I declare sometimes I think you're losing what little sense you ever had. Do you now, Martha? <laughs> I do. Oh, now, Zeke, you tell me what it is you're keeping to yourself this way. It hasn't got anything to do with the valley, has it? Uh, you'll find out all in good time. But why can't you tell me? Right now, all the talking and begging in the world won't make me say a word. I give my promise to the masked man, and I ain't going back on it. Oh, you're still just as stubborn as when you was courting me. Uh-huh. <laughs> That's how I got you, wasn't it? <laughs> oh, oh, oh. oh, for heaven's sake, Zeke, now what are you? Uh, just look outside. Why? Why, it's Duke Bradley with them two no-count gun hands of his. The polecats. Come in, blast you. Oh. Oh, them rheumatics. They're at it again. Zeke, I changed my mind. Yeah? I don't want the valley no more. Don't want the valley? Kind of late in deciding, ain't you? Maybe, but not too late. You you want we should give you back the 2000 you paid us? Well, if that's it, we can't do it. Most of it's spent. I don't want the cash. But you... I'm here to make a trade. A trade? I got the papers here for you to sign and everything. Lem and Sawbuck can be the witnesses. Why, you ain't even said what you want to trade for yet. I'll give you back the valley for the lands you got over west. Oh, so that's it. You're getting all the best of the deal. <laughs> like blazes I am. You seen them surveyors over there and you want that land to sell to the railroad. Well, Duke Bradley, you listen to me. That land's mine and I ain't selling it or trading it or giving it away. And that's flat. Yeah? Now you can get out of here, because we can't do business. I reckon we will. I said get out of here. Please, Zeke, don't fight with him. I'll get out. Oh, you shoved him. Blast you, I'll... You'll trade me that lamb, that's what you'll do. You can't make me. <laughs> yeah, that's what you think. But I ain't got the time to waste on you like I did before. So we're getting this over with right now. The lamb's mine, and I'm keeping it. <laughs> Maybe you'll change your mind after I tell you a few things. You... First off... How do you think them water holes in the valley got poisoned? I got a blame good notion. Uh-huh, it was me and the boys done it. That was when we figured it was the valley the railroad wanted. You, you beast. <laughs> Maybe that'll show you we ain't to be fooled with. Go ahead and poison all the water holes you want to. That don't make no difference now. It's too late for that. It wouldn't make no difference now if we did. But there's other ways of changing your mind. Ways you maybe wouldn't like. I ain't afraid. Show him, Sawbuck. <laughs> sure. Oh, you almost hit him. Wouldn't I get my gun? Stay where you are. Go ahead, Sawbuck. <laughs> oh, my face. The base I brought with me from the east. Changing your mind, Yip Zeke. I'll have a law on you. No, you won't. 
There's three of us and only two of you. The law will have to take our word again yours. Oh, Zeke, don't hold out. They might kill you. You... You got the papers with you, you say? <laughs> uh-huh. Right here. Give them to me. I'll sign them. Now you're showing sense. You just put your name right there. <laughs> Fellas, didn't I tell you we weren't through yet? Now I reckon maybe next time you'll believe me. <laughs> of a gun, Zeke was forced to sign the papers which returned him Cedar Valley in exchange for the strip of land where the surveyors were active. This done, he accompanied Duke and his men to town where the papers were notarized. But Zeke did not return to his home. Instead, he remained in town until evening. We see him now in the cafe, watching the approach of Jerry Duncan and the second man. Howdy, Jerry. I've been waiting for you. Gosh, it's good to see you again, Zeke. Shake hands, Mr. Stanley. Glad to meet you, Mr. Stanley. It's a pleasure. Mr. Stanley's our superintendent. Uh-huh. Uh, sit down, won't you? Yeah. Thanks. Look, Zeke. There's Duke Bradley and them two men here. They're right where they can hear everything that's said. Let them. That's what I want. I understand you're the owner of Cedar Valley, Mr. Hackett. <laughs> that I am. Would you be interested in selling? Not for no $2,000. What's that? That's all right, Mr. Stanley. It's just a little joke, Zeke. Oh. You uh, got any particular price in mind, Mr. Stanley? I have. And it's fair, I believe. $30,000. Well, now, that's something. Hey, what's going on here? You're trying to pull some kind of a slick deal, Zeke? Jerry. Who are these men? Oh, they're the fellows who own Cedar Valley for a while, Mr. Stanley. But it weren't for long. Oh, see. I think I've heard of them. I ask a question, I want an answer. One moment. What business is this of yours? I'll tell you what business it is of mine. If you're buying the valley for the railroad, then I've been cheated. Cheated? You heard me. And by that fellow sitting right there. <laughs> He's pointing at you, Jerry. I never cheated nobody. No? I suppose you didn't tell me the railroad was going to Perryville. Nope, I didn't. It was you said that. I just didn't bother to put you right. Why, you... <laughs> they tricked us. And we're stuck with that land that ain't no good to us. Well, we won't be for long. You better be mighty careful, Duke. You sneaking old fool. You ain't tricking me like this. Zeke, I... watch out. Oh. 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 Now it sounds like you got the rheumatics, Duke. My hand is smashed. No, oh. listen, Duke. I just hit your gun. Oh, what a mess, man. Well, so you want a gunfight, huh? Well, I'm your hands, all of you. And keep them raised. Sheriff, jail that mask, fella. He just... It's you I'm jailing, Duke. You and your part. You ain't got nothing on us. That's where you're wrong. Go ahead, Sheriff. Jail the coyotes. You can't. You ain't got no reason. It's your own fault you're going to jail, Duke. But I tell you that I were outside when you forced Zeke to trade back. You made him accept the valley at the point of a gun. The masked man's telling the truth, Duke. I seen it all. But Zeke told us not to do nothing unless you tried to make trouble over this deal. It's a frame-up. But you're getting exactly what you deserve. And it was the masked fellow that done it. It was him and Tonto that got Jerry to bring his crew here survey that other land so Duke could think the railroad had changed its plans. <laughs> the first time I met up with the masked feller, I figured him to be an outlaw. I sure learned different. All right, Duke. You fellas are coming along with me. I got a sale already picked out for you. If I ever get out of... You won't, Duke. This is the worst luck I ever seen. To think that we forced Zeke to take back the land he wanted all the time. And then on top of that, they have to go to jail for beating ourselves out of all that cash. I don't care what you call it. That ain't justice.
The story you have just heard is a copyrighted feature of the Lone Ranger Incorporated. You're tuning in to Silver Age Heroes Radio Theater, presented by Phoenix Media. horse for the speed of light, a cloud of dust, and a hearty Hio Silver, the Lone Ranger. days of the western United States, the government found it hard to enforce its laws in the vast new territory. The local sheriffs gave the marshals their cooperation, but the man who did most to bring law and order to the frontier was the masked rider of the plains. Astride his great horse, Silver, he led the fight for justice, and the stories of his daring and his courage have come down to us through the generations. And now return with us to those thrilling days when the West was young, and adventure lay at the end of every trail. The Lone Ranger rides again! The Lone Ranger and Tonto learned that some smugglers were active near the Mexican town of San Sebastian and rode toward the border. Night fell before they reached the Rio Grande, however, and the ranger called a halt at the first ranch house they came to. Oh, somewhere. Oh, 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 oh. I can find out from whoever lives here who the sheriff is. Mm, that's right. You can wait here in the saddle, Tonto. I'll go to the door. Uh. Stand right where you are until you elevate your hands, sister. What's the matter? I saw you coming. Just push the door open and walk in slow with your hands raised. Oh, you're at the window there. And sighting this rifle on you. Come on now, I've been watching. That's it. Now kick the door shut with your heel and see to it that you keep your hands above your shoulders. I reckon Paul will be right pleased when he gets back. Just who is your father? As if you didn't know. I guess you've cross-trailed with him many a time, mister. Now take that mask off and we'll see at least one member of the dope smugglers. Dope smugglers? That's right. Take that mask off. But you're making Come on, it... quick. 
You put rifle down. What's this? Me take him. Let go. Let me take go. Get oh, I should have known you wouldn't take a chance in coming here alone. Now, take it easy. I came here to find out who's sheriff of this county. You know, blame well, it's my pa. Your father? Yes, Pig Lake Sanders. I didn't know. Hmm. Mean to say you aren't one of the smugglers that's driven Paul most crazy these past weeks? I am not. And you masked? I'm not even an outlaw, Miss Sanders. I have my own reasons for being masked. Now, what's this about smugglers? Well, if you don't know, you just ask anyone in town. For six weeks, and crooks have been bringing dope over the border. They've made Paul's life a misery by laying out false clues for him all the time. The hell? Keeps him busy 24 hours a day doing nothing but following folks that he has reasons to suspect of smugglers. You aren't one of the gang. What are you doing here? You say there's dope being smuggled and the smugglers keep the sheriff following false clues? Yes, they do. Then, Miss Sanders, to answer your question, I think I'm here to help your father. Now, hit horse. Come on, Tonto. You're cussed beast. I'll learn you. Hit, hit, hit horse. Hit, 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 Steady, Tonto. Uh, you hit that man pretty hard. Hit, hit, hit horse. No, no, Tonto. Don't take the last one. You've already knocked him out. You look. His gun was drawn. He was going to either shoot your horse for letting us know he was here or come into the house and cover us. Perhaps it's a good thing you acted as you did. I've got you covered again. Now raise your hands. To the saddle, Tonto. The girl won't shoot. Let me do that. I'm not fooling, Sam. Ready, Tonto. Uh, piss out. Learn more about the smuggling. Did you hear what I said? You'll not shoot. Come on, get him up. Take one. Come on there, fellow. Turn, not shoot. Tonto, when we get near town, we split. Learn all you can about the smuggling. Meet in our last camp. Not good. Hadn't you better be getting back home, Pegleg? Maybe there'll be another clue there. All right, barkeep. Never mind trying to be funny. The only way to run down these polecats that are bringing in the dope is to follow every lead of git. First, you follow a medicine man. Take him unload all his stuff in the wagon. Then you tailor a sky pilot over the border. Next, you're suspicion a couple of old half-breed women of being men in disguise. I reckon they'd be the U.S. Marshalists right after all. I'm a daughter and old fool that ought to resign from office. Oh, shucks now, Pegleg. I didn't mean to rankle you that much. Why, land sakes, you was never one to take a thing to heart. Barkeep, I've had a good record for the 12 years I've been in office. One of the best, Pegleg. And the man that says different has me to fight. Now along comes these smugglers, and along comes a new U.S. Marshal, and along comes government orders to get them smugglers or get out in office. No. Is that what you was told? Same as. Granted, I'm willing to resign, Barkeep. But I'd like to step out of my office with the record clean. As it is now, these coyotes are making a monkey out in me. Uh, what happened tonight? Same as before. I got what I thought was a good lead. Left yesterday afternoon and followed a couple of men south. Yeah? Spent last night across the border. Then picked up them two men and followed them back again. Got them on this side of the border and searched them and got them mad enough to foam with them out that uh, night. They wasn't smuggling, eh? No. Not only that, there was government men working again the smugglers, same as I was doing. Seems they got the same sort of false lead I did. It's a doggone shame, Pegleg. Oh, what'll it be, Indian? You pick some food. Me take out. Want a supply of vittles, eh? Uh, here, list. I'll send it back to the kitchen. That's good. Well, I reckon I better be getting back to home. I left Betty there. You got good hands there, Pegleg. They'll take care of the place. Yeah, but I better get back anyhow. I'm tired. Evening to you, Barkeep. Evening, Sheriff. When the sheriff reached home, his daughter told him the story of the masked man and the Indian. And you don't have no idea who these two are? No, I don't, Paul. I almost got to see the masked man's face, but that Renskin took the rifle away from me before he took his mask off. I see. Even then, I might have seen it. Buck Rookman was sneaking to the house to cover those two, but the Indian's horse gave him away. Then what happened, Betty? They left after knocking Buck down. 
Wonder if they might be connected with this smuggling. I thought at first they might be, but if they were, they'd have known your name. Seems the only reason they came here was to find out who the sheriff was. Looks to me, honey, like these smugglers was too doggone slick for me. Paul, you can't give up. Well, I guess not I'll have to if the smuggling ain't put to a stop soon. I don't know. Who's that? It's me, Buck Wilson. Come on in, Buck. Evening, boss. Glad to see you got back. Yeah. What's been happening on the ranch, Wilson? I ain't give much time to it since this smuggling business started. Oh, the ranch is going all right, boss. Uh, heard you got knocked out. Yep. And maybe that was the luckiest thing that ever happened to you. Well, how's that? What do you mean, Buck? I think maybe I got a clue to the smuggling business. Yeah? When that engine knocked me down, I was sort of stunned for a time. It was that cold and it took you most ten minutes to come to. That's where you're mistaken, Miss Betty. I was on the ground, but I wasn't knocked out. I seen something fall from that masked man's pocket as he hit the saddle. You mean to say you were conscious and never lifted a hand to stop those two men? That's right. Well, why did you let him get away? Boss, I figured him for crooks and figured that the paper they dropped might be important. I wanted to get it without them knowing that I had it, Savvy. As things turned out, it's doggone good I done so. Why? That paper has some plans written on it. Plans? What sort of plans? Smuggling. Let me see it. You sure about that, Buck? Sure as I'm sitting here, Miss Betty. Now, if only the gang goes through with the plans without changing them, there'll be a darn good chance to corral the gang. Where's the paper? Here. What's it say, Paul? Biggest load yet. Fetch enough over the border so as we can drop operations for a few weeks and let things cool off. Is that what it says? Yeah. It can't refer to anything else but the dope, can it, boss? No, sir. It says there that they figure I'm loading up below the border tomorrow night. Yeah. And cross the next day. Boss, I know you had a lot of false clues, but I'll bet you this one is straight. It's the first one that ain't give me someone that I was supposed to follow and search. Yep. The biggest load yet. And the last load for a time. If I don't get them crooks this time... It's likely my last chance to get them will be gone. That's what I figured. Now, look, boss. Other times you either worked alone or took a deputy with you. Yeah. Now you can't even trust a deputy. It ain't for me to try and tell you how to run your business, but... Uh... Go on, Buck. Well, I... Well, that is, if you wanted me and some of the boys here to go along with Bye, you... Thunder, that's what I'll do. The work on my ranch can wait. We're right handy with six I know you are, Buck. I wouldn't have asked you to go, but I'm doggone glad to have you now that you've offered. I'll tell the boys about it, and we'll clean up our six guns and get ready for a showdown. Thanks, Buck. If we get these crooks, I'll see that you boys shit. Oh, that's all right, boss. See you in the morning. Right. Now, by ginger, I'll bet we get somewhere. I wouldn't be too sure of it, Paul. What do you mean, Betty? Oh, Paul, every time you get a new lead, your hopes rise up like smoke from a wood fire. The higher you get to hoping, the more of a letdown you have when you come back empty-handed. I got a feeling, Betty, we won't come back empty-handed this time. Call it a hunch if you want. But there's something tells me that this time we'll corral them smuggling polecats for good and all. Well, look at this letter. The biggest load of all. The last trip for some time. I know. I read it. Only thing that'll make us fail will be if that crook that come here changes the plans after finding he's lost the letter. But... Well, what's the matter, girl? You have a hunch that you're going to get the crook. Just so. Well... I got a hunch, too, Paul. What's that? I can't somehow feel that the man who was come here was a crook. Well, sure he was. This letter proves it. Have it your way, then. But I still can't think of that masked man as a smuggler of dope. Hey, what are you doing there? That's Buck Wilson. Hey, Buck. Someone's out there. Well, let me get out. Stop! Stay where you are, old player! Stop in, Buck! Who is that? Oh, you missed it! Speak in, Buck! Get after him, boy! Come on, 
So you learned, Tonto, the different people who've been giving the sheriff false clues. Not right. I see. What you here? I followed Sheriff Sanders when I saw him heading for his home. Uh-huh. Took some time to sneak up close to the house. Uh, you hear him talk? Buck Wilson was in the house by the time I got there. Oh, him foreman. Yes, the man you knocked down. Uh-huh. Buck found some sort of letter. I don't know where he got it, but he was offering to go along with the sheriff tomorrow. Another lead? Yes, Tonto. And from what I heard, it's to be the last trip of the smugglers. Uh-huh. Furthermore, the sheriff is not going to take his deputies with him this trip. He's going to take his own ranch hands and leave the deputies here. What we do? We're going to take those deputies. You got mad. They'll on. follow me, Tonto, if they think that there's a chance that I might be the smuggler. Oh. If they do follow me, they'll be on hand when they're wanted. Not right. Get your horse cinched up. We're going to start right now. Me do that. I'll go on ahead and locate the deputies. When they're aroused to the point of chasing me, I'll head south. Here, Payne Horse. And I'll meet you, Tonto, south of the town. Uh-huh. Come on, Silver. Watch out. Come on, we got a lead on the smuggler. Well, where's he at? Jake Barton's house. Jake's trying to keep him there till we come. Jake's in his brother to tip me off. I'm with you. Let's get going. He was sounding Jake out, seeing if Jake wanted to buy some dope. He's masked. Lead me to him. Do we walk? Fetch your horse. You may need it. Ain't but a step down the road. Come on, there. Hey, there's someone running out of Jake's place. That's him. He's done. We're after him. Fire it on him. Get along there. Get, get. There he goes. Get going, horse. Get after him. He's our man. All right, enough. Get up there. Come on, Silver! Come on, boy! There's Tuttle waiting! Come on, Tuttle! They're after us, Tuttle! That's what we wanted! Down ahead for the border! Lone Ranger racing for the border, Sheriff's men pursuing him, the curtain falls on the first act of tonight's Lone Ranger drama. We will continue in just a moment. You're tuning in to Silver Age Heroes Radio Theater, presented by Phoenix Media. Now to continue our story. On the same day that the ranger led the deputies from town, the sheriff and his ranch hands arrived in the Mexican town of San Sebastian. We may as well stop the cafe there, Sheriff. Someone there will know about all there is that's going on in town. Yeah, I reckon so. <sighs> this is where you generally spend the night when you're here, ain't it, Sheriff? Yeah. Town seems quiet enough. That all is is. And yet it's a dead sure bet that this is where them smuggling rats work from. Ah, senor. You'll come back quick, eh? Hold up, Pedro. Any strangers around the town? No, senor. Only some of your friends. My friends? Who does he mean? The amigo at the table? My deputies. Well, I'll be doggone. What are they doing here? I'll darn soon find out. Senor, you spend the night, eh? Yeah. I'll be here for the night. So these hombres. Si, senor. I give you the same room as before, eh? Yeah. That back room on the first floor. Well, it ain't easy for me to travel up and downstairs. Come on, Buck. We'll see what Sam and Leif are doing here. Sheriff Sanders? Yep, it's me. Clark, how'd you find out the masked man was around here? Have you seen him? We've seen him, all right. We trailed him here. The masked man? Riding a white horse? The same. Who told you to come down here? We didn't need telling. 
We're after the reward money that's up for the smugglers. And that masked man's the critter we want. Where's he at now? We lost him. He started last night in town. He was sounding Jake Barton out, seeing if Jake wanted to handle dope. He was? Yeah. And before we could get him, he learned we was after him at Hightail down here. He's still in town somewhere. You sure then? Dead sure. We got a couple of gents we know watching the trail north. Good. I'm glad you're here. We'll team up. But what brought you here? Buck Wilson found a letter this masked man dropped. It said that the gang was due to bring the biggest load of dope they ever towed over the border. Boss, I'd like to speak to you alone. What's the matter, Buck? Let me speak private. Just step over here, won't you? Be right back, boys. Well? Don't team up with them. Why not? Don't you, Savvy? Maybe they're the ones that are carrying the dope. My deputies. Why couldn't it be? Ain't they giving you some false leads? Mm, Something to think about there. Sure there is. And it'll be best if we work separate. Me and the boys will keep an eye on him, too. Good idea, Buck. Good idea. Somebody better here, because we can't stay here all afternoon. Sam, I assume we didn't team up with the sheriff. How's that? I got my own ideas. Eggleg has been here every time there's been a load of dope took over the border, ain't he? Yeah. Well, put two and two together. What'd he get? Meaning to say that you suspect Everyone but you and me. Maybe I ain't even sure about you. Here comes Pegleg back again. Boys, being as you come here by your own selves... Maybe it'd be better if you worked that way. Eh? You do what you can to catch this masked man, and we'll do the same. That's a prime idea, sir. First-rate notion. Yes, sir. It suits you all right, does it? It sure does. Maybe we can do better working alone. I got a blame good idea as to who a couple of the smugglers are already. Mm-hmm. Maybe I have, too. Yeah. I'll see you by and by. What did I tell you? Sam, that was a dead giveaway. It's easy to see why he don't want us around. We cramp his style considerable. Yes, so. By thunder, now I know who to watch when he starts back to the States in the morning. Hey, what the... Who tossed that bullet through the window? What sort of warning is that? Look, there's that masked man outside. Great Scott! He throw that cartridge in here. Maybe he wants to be chased. Well, he sure blazed to be accommodated. Let's go. Sam, I never did see such a roundabout trail. Where in Tucker do you think that masked man is heading? Headed for wooded land, that's sure. Can't be much further away. How's that? Grass still swings up where he rolls, see? Uh, you must be close on to him, then. You reckon this might be some sort of a trap? There he is. Face your hands, mister. We got you covered. Close to the camp. I've been waiting for you. What's that? I said I've been waiting for you. Oh, there. Oh, there. Uh, waiting for us, huh? Well, just keep them hands high and take that mask off. One minute. Get off those horses. I led you here because I wanted to talk to you. Yeah? Well, we want some words with you, too. Did you examine uh, that cartridge closely? For what? If you did, you'll have a fair idea who you're talking to. Yeah, let me see. Hey, this is a silver bullet. Yes. Then, then you, you don't mean... Now will you talk without demanding that I keep my hands up and unmask? Yeah, I don't know. This is a swell chance to have a look at your face. No, it isn't. Because you're being covered. Covered? Me watch you. What the... The redskin. That's the one we heard about. Dead Never right. mind, Sam. You win, stranger. What's the play? What do you want us here for? In the first place, I wanted to make sure you weren't the smugglers. Why, Don? I wanted you... several people to think I was a smuggler. You wanted them to think you were? Yes. Wanted... The real smugglers would know I was not and wouldn't waste their time in trailing me. And we trading you, convinced you we wasn't in the gang. Is that it? If you had been in the gang, you'd have been so busy getting ready to take that load of dope across the border in the morning that you wouldn't have wasted time trailing me. Well, now that you're convinced, suppose you show us that you ain't a smuggler disguised like the Lone Ranger and sporting silver bullets and a white horse. I don't need to convince you. We're deputies. Not in this country. You can't make an arrest here. By thunder, that's right. You'll have to wait until you've crossed the border into Texas. Well, when we cross the border, then the best way to be sure I'll be at hand to search will be for you to travel with me. With that engine holding a gun on us? No. Come on, Otto. They'll not use their guns. Um, let me watch them. All same. You seem blame sure we won't use guns, mister. I'm sure because neither of you men are foolish. 
you arrest or capture me now, I wouldn't be able to do a thing. If you let me go where I please and go with me, you'll be free to act as you please when we reach Texas tomorrow. That's a deal, then. Good. It's a truce until tomorrow. But mark my words, mister. No matter what you do tonight, as soon as the Rio Grande is behind us tomorrow, we're searching you and that red skin with a fine-tooth comb. <laughs> Mister, I'm most sorry we're reaching the Texas side of the Rio. Why? Since last evening when we met up, I sure grew to like your style. Me too. I'd hate like sin to find your saddlebags loaded down with drill. Me just so. But mind you, if they are, stranger, you're slated to hang. Very well. Here's the show line. Come along, Silver. That's a powerful-looking paint horse the engine rides. Uh, him. Him plenty good horse. What do you call the horse? Him not got name. No name. It's alive. Seems to me that horse should have won his spurs afore now. I uh, uh, wonder if it's likely to rain afore night. I don't know. Clouds off to the west look heavy. Yeah, you sure do. Uh, Sam, study that formation of clouds east of here. Yeah. The sky is sort of gray looking. Dad, rather they ain't taking the chance to break loose. Why didn't you hi, boys? While we were just studying the paint horse in the sky and not looking at you. Why should I? Flash you? We thunk up that scheme, figuring if you broke loose, we'd be able to drill you. And know that you was in the smuggling gang. Someone else thinks I'm in the gang, too. Yeah? Look south. There comes the sheriff. Sure enough. Buck Wilson, a couple other men with you. Now you can wait until they close in, and you'll have help in searching for the dope. Huh. Help in splitting the reward if we find the dope. I don't think you'll have to split any reward. Why not? Let's wait for the others. Oh, Silver. Oh, 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 why won't we have to split no reward? Because you ain't got anything for us to find? Well, the reward, I'm sure, will be paid. But wait just a minute. Other fellas close now. Yeah. Ah, there, deputies. Over them, we're coming. We're waiting for you, Sheriff. Well, mister, so we meet again, eh? Yes, Buck, we do. Steady, paint horse. What's the matter with that horse? Down, paint horse. Hold your horse in, Tuttle. What ain't on that? Here, I'll help. Down, Steady, boy. Buck, that horse doesn't like you. You have any idea why? I'll now hold on. Never mind that horse. We're here for a showdown. You just heist your hands, Mister, and stand for a search. You needn't search me, Sheriff. Search yourself. What? The sheriff. You're the one who's smuggling dope. That's a downright lie. I Wait. Never... You brought dope over the border every time you crossed. That's why you were given all those false leads. Blast you for that! I never did. Wait. The sheriff didn't know he brought the dope over. He always used a room on the first floor of that hotel in San Sebastian. While you were asleep, one of the gangs stole your wooden leg, which was hollow. It was replaced by one which was filled with the dope. My leg? If that's the truth, I... Let me see. Let me see. You'll find that the bottom unscrewed. Here, here. Here, give me a hand. Sam, you take a look at the pig. I sure will. And when you got back to your home, the leg was taken and replaced by another hollow one. You were given another false lead to follow. Look, here's the stuff. Well, Sheriff, I darned to think that my own boss... I didn't it. know nothing about it. Now, look here. Wait till I, I finish, Sheriff. There's the dope all right now. This trip was to end the smuggling for a while. It will end it for all time. The crooks wanted to bring a big load of dope across the border this trip. Wanted to pack their saddlebags with them. Who? That's why they wanted to travel in your protection. No one would search the men who were with you. Sheriff, we can back what he says. We was with him all night. We figured he was just pulling wool over our eyes when he let us travel with him to stand watch over your room. And we still ain't sure that he ain't the smoker. No more am I. Maybe he's trying to frame me. Frame you? Declare yourself. That's what we hankered to find out, Sheriff. 
He may be let us see part of the smuggling game to throw us off as suspected him. You men were with me when that half-breed switched peg legs. Yeah, but you I... You know did... that I had no chance to touch the saddlebags of Buck Wilson and Scar Granger. All right, Scurry's wise. The guns. Cut it. So you're the crook. Yeah, but you won't live to make an arrest. Hey, boss, that horse! Saddlebag is evidence against Buck Wilson. So it was him that arranged them yeah. false leads. And we vouch for the masked man, Sheriff. Wilson's the smuggler. Yeah. What about it, Wilson? Don't, don't let that devil horse at me. Tie him up, boys. The half-breed is already in custody in Mexico. Gosh, I wonder what made that horse act loco. He probably sent her the drug when Buck Wilson lashed him. And he associated the scent with something he learned to hate. Horse has more sense than some people. But how'd you know about Wilson? Wilson didn't bother to trail the man who tossed a silver bullet. Your deputies did. Stranger, that injured horse has sure saved us. If it hadn't been for him, we'd have... Uh, 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 uh. Ain't horse plenty good. <laughs> Injun, he's sure enough won his purse. Uh, By thunder, that horse is a sure enough good scout. Good scout? That good Tonto Lake scout. Get him up, scout! just heard is a copyrighted feature of the Lone Ranger Incorporated. Get this and previous episodes of Silver Age Heroes Radio Theater wherever you get podcasts or by visiting phoenixmedia.us forward slash Silver Age Heroes. Join us again, same bat time, same bat station, for another presentation of Silver Age Heroes Radio Theater. Excelsior! <laughs>